I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Primetime on Football Friday, 1080 The Fan. Professional football in America is a special game. A unique game. Played nowhere else on earth. It is a rare game. The man who play it make it so. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. On 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Pleased to have you along. It's our second hour of radio broadcast here on a uh, very rainy, very wet uh, Friday. Yeah, today was one of those. I was out and about in the city and uh, just had that wet dog smell about it, and you know, <laughs> yeah, very Northwest day here. Yeah, it's not the it's dreary. Not, it's not the best. Yesterday was great though. I did have a delightful sandwich though, and that perked me up. So we have Joey Harrington coming up next hour. Um, we'll set your college football DVR in the news here in twenty five minutes. Uh, we are stuck on sports last night, so let's uh, continue down that list. I've got audio for you. Okay. Um, actually Buck has the audio and he's going to play it for you. Uh, it's really bad when a kicker is clowning you. Yeah. It's usually the other way around. Um, when the, when the kicker is getting over on you, you've it's yeah, you know, you're really in, in bad shape. This is uh so Baltimore ended up winning that game last night. So Mm -hmm. good thing I switched my pick. Fantastic. Um, (laughs) Believe me, because I, I was so sure Baltimore was going to win that game, I took Tampa. I was one hundred percent thinking that's of the you kind of run night. I'm on, and if effing ta- if Baltimore won. Well, and then didn't you have Utah? Yes, <laughs> and and freaking Cam Rising didn't play. <laughs> that's there, the kind of run I'm on. I was sitting there thinking of you last night, uh, watching those two games, and I was like, ah, it's fifty-two <laughs> Gold Star locks. Rough night. Yeah. Um, here is Justin Tucker of the Ravens on the team plane. After the game, this guy. Let's let's talk to us a little bit, Jay Tuck. I mean, what do you what do you want to know? What what are we doing on the plane ride back home? I heard we're, I heard Lamar's leading us in high knees. Ravens flock, let's fly. <laughs> Unlimited. Oh, yeah. But we gotta play him. We respect him. Yes, yes. We like him. Yes. Right. Yeah. Towards the end there, he said, "We gotta play him. We respect him." Because Baltimore is playing Denver this yes. year. Uh, we respect him. We like him. Oh, you got to say that. But that was great. I just love whoever is Dude. off camera. 
That's whoever was filming. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know who. I it didn't was. know if it was the same person, but whoever was, you know, because that was Tucker, obviously doing the high knee things. But someone off the top rope, off camera, with unlimited. <laughs> that goes to show you that not only do his teammates hate him, but the rest of the league makes fun of him too, and no, they don't respect him. Yeah, he, dude, he's the laughing stock of the whole, the league. whole league. Okay, so here's my question: Is there one guy? Does does he have one guy on the Broncos that like has his back, and that it's like, you know what? I'm sick of crap like this. I'm going to smoke somebody who does something like that. Does, does he have anybody in his corner? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't it's, know. It's pretty rough now. Like, I wonder what DK Metcalf thinks. <laughs> I think everyone in Seattle thinks the exact same thing. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, that is an unsolicited – Like they have, not like Denver and Baltimore have some sort of great rivalry. Justin Tucker, like you just won a game against the Buccaneers, and they went to Justin Tucker, and his first thought was to make fun of Russell Wilson – and then someone else immediately was like, oh, yeah, Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. I That's mean, how absurd Russell Wilson is these days. Yes. And there's only one kicker in the NFL who can clown anyone else in the NFL, That's right? That's probably Justin Tucker. Is that right? Yeah. Because, I mean, Justin Tucker, he's – he's I, first of all, I love him. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any interviews with him. They did a feature on him on 60 Minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he a sings opera, opera yeah. and he's a really interesting guy, and he's a thoughtful guy. I thought – um, there was a game earlier this year where he kicked the game-winning kick, and they interviewed him, and he was talking about kicking and what goes into kicking. I'm like, oh, my God, I could listen to that guy talk about just kicking for an hour. Interesting dude. Love him. But, my God, there is no other kicker in the NFL who can clown anyone. No. Like, that's unbelievable that he's gotten – he's so good at kicking that he's gotten to that status where even the kicker – like, they're going to him for – for funny takes on Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's one thing if you get, you know, Marlon Humphreys or whatever to make fun of you, but, you know, you got the kicker out there, and you know that Russ hears that. You know, and I think that's the thing is he comes across as so, like, insecure that I, I truly believe that he's the sort of guy that these are digging deep at him. Did you see him today? Oh, yeah. He was so out. they're in London. Yep. And he comes out to practice with his, and... with his uh, sunglasses and his uh <laughs> He's in full uniform with his helmet, yeah. so he's got a phone somewhere, right? Or yeah. he's listening to something Bluetooth on his yeah. headphones. His, little, his headphones are. Strutting out there, um, just douchey as all hell. He is. He's what are the odds a- he says something about the queen dying? <laughs> if the queen were still alive, she'd ride with us. He, he's going to say something about the queen. You hey, know he is. Hey, Broncos, let's ride. He just is the corniest dude on the planet, and right now he sucks. And those are uh, really, really dangerous combinations. Because when you're, when you're really corny and people don't really like you but you're good, people put up with you. When you suck, oh boy, it's just a bunch of eye rolls. Well, on the Ravens' note, uh, they did say this last night on the uh, broadcast, but uh, you know they struggled with some games that they should have won early in the year, right? Yes. Um, they blew three. I mean, they should be undefeated, really. They should be 8-0. At least 7-1. Well, they blew the Miami game. Yep. Uh, they blew the Buffalo game. I think they were up 20 to nothing in that game. Something like that. And lost 23-20, and then they blew the Giants game. Yep. So yeah, they should probably be eight no, but you know that that's stuff happens. They only play first of all. They only play one one game in the next twenty three days, one, and they only play one winning team the rest of the season. They're gonna get on a heater. Saints, well, they have already won two. Uh, they've already won three of four. Three of four beat and that, Cincinnati. I still can't believe they lost that Giants game, but you so know. they play the Saints. Um. Panthers, Jags. Panthers, Jags. Listen to the listen to this four in a row here. Panthers, Jags, Broncos, Steelers. Mm. Well, and it, it's wow. Not, it's not like it gets a lot harder after that. You're at Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and then Cincinnati. 
Dude, they are going to go yeah, on they're an gonna absolute a, yeah. heater right they, now. They could be the top seed in that. Uh, well, I don't know. Buffalo's awful good. But Buffalo's awful good. They could but be again, the top seed in the AFC. You look at Baltimore, and I know they went out and got Deshaun Jackson, whatever. I would like to see Baltimore make uh, a move kind of like what Philly did. I think Baltimore could certainly use a a pass rusher to get home with four. For all the Tom Brady, you know, can't play under under pressure stuff, I thought Tom Brady had a pretty clean pocket last night. I thought he had time to throw. Uh, I think Baltimore could use a pass rusher, and I think, especially with some of the injury problems they've had, I know that, you know, like, hey, they'll get healthy. I think they could use a receiver besides Deshaun Watson and maybe another back. Because when they run the ball, and I don't know what the deal with Dobbins is, but obviously he's hurt again, and he's coming off a major injury there. When they get that run game going, dude, they are absolutely devastating. And when, you know, they just don't turn the ball over in the fourth quarter, that's the only reason that they've lost these games is just turnovers in the second half. But I, I just think that you have a window here where I would like to see them go in the way some others uh, have done. And that's not really Baltimore style. Um, we haven't seen them give up a lot. In fact, it's usually been the other way around. They're more of a stockpile, kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I would love to see them go out and make a play for one of the available receivers and go out and get one of the available backs and see what you could do with this because Baltimore has got the bones and the AFC we're saying it's, it's, it's Kansas city and it's Buffalo and it's everyone else. We've seen Baltimore right there with Buffalo and really should have beat the Buffalo Bills. That'd be a team I wouldn't want to play. No. In the AFC. No, but it's early. All right. The Cougs, a tough one last night. We'll get to that next on the fan. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, the Cougs lost to Utah last night. Final was uh, 21-17. Very winnable game. 
Yeah, it really was because uh, Utah came out with uh, Cam rising and pregame warm-ups and everybody was, you know, everything was looking good and yeah. rising's warming up and going through everything, all the drills and everything, and uh, he did not play. No. And I, 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 I turned on the game, uh, gosh, I don't know, middle of the, maybe middle of the second quarter, start of the second quarter, and I, I assumed that, that something bad had happened. Then so I'm like kind of going through Twitter and I'm like, what? And then found out that he didn't, uh, that he didn't get the start. Yeah, they said... I don't know. Willingham just, uh, or Whittingham, sorry, uh, pulled one over on everybody. Not even the Utah media knew he wasn't going to play. Yeah. And he wasn't out there, and the backup was just okay, and they kind of slugged their way to a, a, a pretty gritty win for Utah. Sure. If you look at it. But yes, Washington State. Washington State to me just doesn't look like a very good football team. Well, I think they're a pretty good defensive football team. I really do. I just think that, um, and when, and I just. Head speaking of cousin Eddie, head sewn to the carpet. If you would have told me that that defense keeps them in pretty much every game, and it's their offense that lets them down. But don't you think if Rising plays like even the way the back that backup quarterback was not very good? No, but they you know they turned it over on their last possession. Maybe they get twenty eight points. They ended up getting twenty one points. I feel yeah. like if Rising plays, that's a double digit win. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can make that argument. I mean, I but you uh, to me, you you play with what you got out there, and and this is another one I just look at with Washington State, and I'm not trying to put it all on one guy, but you know, we were look, and I fell for it. We were told that that, that Cam Ward, you know, with his uh, his head coach was coming over to be the OC, and he's this big physical guy, and and you know, look out. Like I was under the impression that he was going to be a big time player, and he really wasn't. Outside of the Oregon game. I really just haven't been impressed with with Cam Ward, and I again I go back even though he had a he he didn't throw many incompletions uh, last night. They don't run the ball at all. People don't respect it, and they just have to throw these dink and dunk balls. I mean, when you complete, I think it was like twenty seven of thirty two for like two hundred yards. But he was getting warmed up pretty good too, though. Yeah, I mean they were getting after him. But I mean, I, I look at this, and so the the game at Oregon, and and yeah, that's the one where I, I think they let that thing get away. But that was probably his best game, but they couldn't come up with anything down the stretch, and he ended up throwing the the pick six that killed it. And then I go through and I look at USC, where the offense did next to nothing, Oregon State, where the offense did do nothing, and Utah, again, where I felt like there were, throughout that whole game, you're like, dude, if Washington State just puts together a drive or two, this is a different game. Well, the targeting call was a big one, too. That one hurt, yeah. Because I mean, they were going to hold him to a field goal right there. Yeah. And that was, I don't know what you thought of that, but. Well, I, I get, this is what I say. I think by the letter of the law, obviously, but I <laughs> right. I honestly don't know. Both how, of them were. Yeah. Both I of them were, by the letter of the law, both of them were targeting. There was one on, if you didn't watch the game, there was one yeah, on Herbert, Utah. Herbert, their safety, got it. There was one on Utah and one on Washington State. Yep. Both of them were clear, I mean, crown of the helmet, targeting, and they ended up calling them targeting, but um, it's just kind of frustrating. I just, I, I've said it, I hate this rule a thousand times over, and I, I just, I understand that you have to protect players. I, I get it. And I'm not one of these knuckle-dragging idiots that's like, I want football from the 70s where we all get brain damage. I'm not. But it is a contact sport. And when you're talking about, especially the one with uh, with Jackson, the middle linebacker from the Cougs, who is their team captain, by the way, when you have a, a running back coming through the hole and you're squaring up on him and he's squaring up on you, I want to see then the running back called for dipping his head. Because it's never been called. I've never seen it. But the running back can dip his head and get six inches off the ground. What the hell is the defender supposed to do? How are you supposed to square up, especially when you're in a goal line type situation there? 
Everyone wants to do this new kind of U-dub style, the rugby tackle, which, again, I'm all for. But you can't have a rugby tackle when you're trying to keep a guy at the two-yard line. So you square up on him, and it's a hell of a defensive play. And I didn't think the one from the Utah kid either. He's just running out there again trying to make a play. And I get it if you want to call these things 15-yard penalties. I, I Fine, I can live with that. But this stupid ejection thing, it's the dumbest rule in all of sports. And don't tell me that you can't legislate intent. BS. If you get someone who's a defenseless player and a guy lowers his head and he's there to try to take someone's head off, by all means, kick his ass out of the game. But every week we see 30 of these calls. How many of those do you really think are malicious, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do, like hurt someone? Three? Two? It's always things like I mean, this. I don't know that anybody really is. They're just trying to make a play, man. And I, I just hate it. I absolutely hate the it's the worst rule in football, and they need to do something because I think it, it it disproportionately impacts games versus – The punishment is too strong. Yes, it's too strong. Yeah. What was up with the attendance last night? There was no one there. No one there. Well – Isn't Martin Stadium supposed to be – Awesome and rocking. And I was talking to John about this before we talked last night, and I had a, a Coug buddy also who was worried the attendance would be bad. I mean, just that it's been cold and snowy. John was saying if the if the roads weren't clear, you're not going to get any crowd besides the students and the yeah. people around campus. And I don't know what the case was with the roads, but because uh, it seemed like a clear night, but yeah, well, it was ugly. 44 degrees. Yeah, like it wasn't cold. Uh, no. No. So here's the thing. Washington State can say all they want that they are this great fan base. They're Oregon State. When Oregon State, when when Reeser is when Oregon State is relevant and playing well, Reeser can be a great environment, and I think Martin Stadium can certainly be that. I've been there plenty of times over the years where that place is bananas. Remember Oregon when game day came there, phenomenal environment, smallest stadium in the Pac-12, and it's a really hostile place. But Washington State also can have a very very fickle fan base, and when when you're playing on a Thursday night and you're not playing real well, you've dropped a couple in a row, there's not a lot of juice, you're kind of playing a boring-style offense, let's not act like the Washington State faithful are coming out and packing that place. There's been, I think that is the most, um, what would we say? It's, just, it's, it's, the, it's the biggest misconception I think we have about fan bases in the Pac-12 because it can be one of the best, but because we say that, we think that it consistently is, and it's not. There's plenty of games there and plenty of seasons where that place is a ghost town. It's a shame. And I say the same thing about Reeser. How many times do we give Beaver fan a hard time? And I said, do you should go and support your team. And people are like, I'm not showing yeah, up for that crap. I feel like Oregon State's a little different in the, than Washington State right now in a sense that Oregon State was really bad, like Kansas bad for a while. Well, and I get not yeah, going so to was that. was Washington State. Well, but I'm saying right now, like yeah. last night. I'm, I'm, you know, you're looking at last night. That, that game against Oregon earlier this year had some juice. That yeah. was in Pullman. Yep. Um, they're four and three. They they have a winning record, and you're hosting the number fourteen should team be, in the country. Be better prime time Thursday night yep. on uh, ESPN. I I was stunned that it was so few people. I was like, whoa! I I thought, you know, yeah. Coog faithful and Martin Stadium supposed to be awesome. So I text that to John, and he said he didn't think the crowd from Spokane and the Tri Cities were making it. To the Thursday night game. Yeah, they weren't making that drive on a Thursday night. But. That is a good one, too, because we, we hear that a lot of times on the late night games or the Thursday night games, even in Corvallis, right? So many people from Portland. But imagine if you're a Kook fan in Seattle or, like you said, Tri-City, Spokane. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. So it might have been the circumstances, and it just looked bad on TV. But also, too, you know, I think there's something to what you said about, you know, like 
it, it's how you play. It's like even the Ducks, when they were good last year, a lot of their fans weren't into their games because it was boring. Yep. And Washington State kind of has that right now. They're pretty boring. Like yes. Mike Leach and those, you know, the air raid and stuff, that was a lot of fun. They scored points. This Jake Dickert, you know, uh, led team, they're, while they seem to be pretty well coached, like you said, their defense mm-hmm. is pretty good. It's ranked well. Um, they make a lot of mistakes. Like they're they're frustrating. I, I don't know. I, and they're they're not that fun to watch. I don't know if I'm a Kook fan and I see another freaking one yard or behind the line uh, pass, I want to stab myself in the eye. And by the way, that's what cost you against Oregon. Is again at the end of the game, you got real conservative. Or you know, Cam Ward sits around and he runs around back there, but he doesn't really do anything with it. It's a bad offense right now. All right, so the final thing I wanted to bring up from sports last night is something that you may have seen on social media. You certainly weren't watching the game because it was a high school game in New Jersey. No, I was not. Have you seen the video yet? I, you still can't find it? No, I was on, I w- I was on Twitter, and I'm, I'm looking up high school official, I, I'm, and I'm, nothing's popping up. Where do I okay. find this? Uh, let me see if I can find it for you. It is a high school official in New Jersey. Uh, I forget who's playing. The I know game. Barstool had it earlier. It, it seems right, like it's making the Bleacher Report. You know, I'll make all the, those rounds. I'll look at this Barstool. this official. They are measuring for a first down on the sideline. Okay, right and, in front of the sticks. By the way, <laughs> right in front of the sticks. There are two bros standing there on the sideline, look like younger people who are just volunteers, and he's got one other official with him. And they, the other guy stretches the uh, the chain, and it is clearly not a first down. So this this official grabs the chain, moves it closer to the ball, and then grabs the ball, moves it past the chain, and signals first down. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. And the other official didn't really seem to be bothered by it, and the two bros that were standing there clearly saw it, didn't say a word. They just went with it? Yes. No, I mean, do we know if the officials had some uh, some juice on the game? Was there a kid playing on the sidelines? I'm 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 guessing that in in high school this happens this happens more than you think. Like if you're a team from the north and you're going down and playing someone down south, and you really think those officials are giving you a fair shake? I just I'm willing to guess at the high school level. Oh, here it is, right here. Yeah, and there's a couple players that come over and. Towards the end, they don't really see him move the ball, but usually the player's standing around watching you. you yeah. Know. What would you or could you do if you saw this in person? I don't know. <laughs> you know? The only thing you could do is maybe uh, appeal to the other officials, but, I mean. Did you see? Are you watching it? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen an official do that that blatantly. Yeah, I mean, it's truly it's, incredible. It's not even close. No, like it's, he it's, does not get the first down, and the official makes it so that he does. And the, the moving of the chains is enough, yeah. but the moving of the act, the respotting <laughs> of the football to make sure it's ahead of the chain <laughs> is really something. Oh my gosh, you were and and but the the team that got the first down, they just they're living it up. Well, yeah, and the and there's well, there is a player watching. Actually, I'm looking at the video again. There's a player standing right there watching. A player for the team that gets screwed watching it. I don't – I honestly you, – you're right. I've never seen this in my entire life. <laughs> he missed it by probably the length of a football yeah. until he changed it. Boy, I don't know what First you, down! I don't know what you do if you're, if you're on the other team. I guess you just – And it was in the fourth quarter. It was on a fourth down. It was a fourth down measurement, and it was, the score was 14 to 13. So I would imagine it was – and it was down at the 10-yard line. So probably it's a very big – Pretty big play. Do we know what ended up being the result no, of the game? I, I haven't seen that. But I just, 
I mean, if that opposing coach doesn't get arrested, uh, what's he doing? Dude, that is the most – I just – I'm watching it for like the fourth time. It's, and a, I, it's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. He just picks up the ball and signals first down. Like, yeah. what? Hey. Well, I mean, I, I guess, do you think he's just – And then like, he marches off with confidence, too. Yes. And the two – look at the two bros on the – holding the – Yeah, the, 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 the chain crew. Yeah. Look at those two guys. They're like, what? They're like, that didn't happen, did it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's crazy. You guys need to see that bid. <laughs> it just, he just scoots it up. Well, I mean, I guess when you got the stripes, what are you going to do? I, I'm, I'm being dead serious to our football uh, bros out there, like the coaches or if there's a league official. If, um, what would you do? What, what recourse do you have if you're in the middle of the game? And a referee clearly just keeps doing this sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't think you have it. I really don't know what you... I think you just start recording anything you can, and then you, you file some sort of protest right. later. It's the lame, like, can't do anything about it now answer, but that's kind of what it is, right? I kind of now want to see, like, I don't, because I, I don't want anyone to get screwed, but I'm just imagine like a state championship, right? Like big time, like Texas football, state championship. You know, South Carolina, Lake, one of those huge programs. And then you just get you get an official that just openly says, you know what? I, I just want you to know, like it goes to the rest of the crew and goes before, before the game, every call. And I mean, every call is going to go against South Carol Lake. Like every time they have a big play, a random holding call, doing that sort of stuff with the chain, winding the clock when you're not supposed to not even being subtle about it. You just do it play after play after play after play. And this goes on for three quarters. Do you think another, you think the other team would quit? Do you think you'd get stabbed with the the down marker? I'm not sure what would happen, but I don't know that I'd want to. I kind of do. Wanna, I do kind of want to see it. Like what would go down with a think, imagine passionate high school fan base Texas, how that would be perceived. In this case, no one probably did anything in Jersey because it was probably connected to the mob. Everyone thought they were afraid they're going to catch a bullet. Well, and imagine dozens of parents or fans like seeing this in real time and just being beside themselves. Somebody said rewatch the video. The ball is rolled laterally. It's an optical illusion. Well, how then do you explain him moving the chain? He physically moved the chain. What do you mean it's a an optical illusion? I'm confused. Yeah, so I I don't know, man. I, I also think it's stunning that this official wouldn't think that there would be a camera on him. I know it's just a high school game. Yeah. But, I mean, they are filmed too. <laughs> right? Like, how, who do you think? You think people, first of all, there's three people standing there around you, including two players, and you don't think somebody's filming? Well, there's graphics. It's clear that the game's being televised yeah, somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I'm all for it. I've said, uh, look, I'm here for uh, corruption. I'm here for someone being on the take. So <laughs> go New Jersey high school official. God bless you. Hey, if we're going to sit out here and we're going to threaten officials with their lives and whatnot, hey, put a little money in your pocket. Really make the threat worthwhile. All right, in the news is next. Here's Buck with Sports Center. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, it's 438 with Isaac and Souk. It is October 28, 2022. It is time now for In the News. I am your noted 
and handsome newsman. Still carbon neutral, I hope. Very much so. Today is National Breadsticks Day. Oh, who doesn't love a good breadstick? Love breadsticks. But probably disproportionately, I, sh- I have to admit. Well, I'm not going to say... I love di- them. Well, who, again, I don't think that's disproportionate. Well, it is for me, because I will... I just... Yeah, you can't a prob- stop. It's a problem. Here's the thing. It's one of my top... I'm going to put it in my top five foods. Like, let's say I, I have just eaten a, a, a wonderful meal, right? My favorite, like I have a ringside or view Lorehurst, whatever. You just got done eating a wonderful meal. And you go home and you find a plate of insert whatever sitting there. Most of the time you're like, ah, I'm sick. I'm not going to eat it. But breadsticks are in my top five. If I walked in and I'm like, I can't eat another bite, but there is warm breadsticks, guarantee I'm eating at least one. Well, you got to finish them. Guaranteed. I can't stop. If there is a breadstick in my vicinity, can't leave it. I won't. I say, hey, you want a breadstick? Uh, yeah, yeah, I will. You just—they're—they're they're wonderful. Throw maybe a little cheese on top of it, some garlic, a, a butter, a, a wonderful dipping sauce. There you go. In college, we always celebrated the never-ending pasta bowls at Olive Garden, but the issue was you would always fill up on breadsticks right. and you'd never end up eating that much pasta. That's right. They know what they're doing. It is the fifth largest Powerball in U.S. history. I haven't bought a ticket yet. What am I doing? We are at $825 million. Eh, I'm not, I only pay attention when he gets uh, over a bill. Then it's worth your time. Then it's worth my time. 36 straight draws without a uh, J-Pot winner. That's exciting. Um, what is the takeaway from that? Like 300 mil? Pfft. Whatever. I don't want that. Lame. I'm not wasting my $5 <laughs> on that. Does it cost 5 bucks? Is it in a buck or does it cost more than that now? If you play the lottery, you'll only do a buck. I mean, I think I, you can only do a buck. I don't know what the... I would just do five or ten bucks. I don't know. 20 bucks, you? maybe? Well, uh, just whatever bill I would have. On. I would, if, if, I, if you told me I got to play whatever it is, one in 400 million, yeah, I'm playing one. One dollar. One dollar. That's what they say. One dollar. I, I read a piece today that said that there are two tickets or two groups that have bought $100,000 worth of tickets. But your odds, that's just so dumb. your odds change between having 100000 no. and one no, when you're talking about a, 400 million whatever? It's an absolute waste of money. Because a couple years ago, they changed it where your odds are even worse now to win. I, I'll, I'll put a buck on it. That's a dollar gift certificate for hope. You know, this is uncanny, but it's a near certainty that when politicians grovel to get you to like them, they will always put out a video pretending to um, care about local sports. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you get outraged over something, or you you know go local sports team. Ted Cruz starts talking about the basketball ring, exactly, well, and people, local sports events that they clearly don't watch. Yeah, Nate McMullen and the yes, likes. yep, they will they will they will always make a glaring mistake outing them that they don't watch. Yeah. Okay, here is Ted Wheeler. <laughs> oh, tear gas, Teddy. So tear gas, Teddy is congratulating the Thorns and uh, wishing them luck tomorrow in the championship at the NWSL. Hope this I just I have high hopes for this one. Let's see if you can spot the mistake. Congratulations to the Portland Thorns on their incredible win last weekend against the San Diego Sound. Now we move on to the Women's Soccer League Championship against the Kansas City Current. Mayor Lucas, I want to take you up on your wager. If Portland wins, I'll be sending you some of the finest locally crafted brews that the great city of Portland is well known for. But I know the Thorns can bring this win home. I'll be joining the Rose City in cheering this weekend. Go Thorns! 
so robotic. <laughs> did you catch the did you catch the whiff in there? No. I have a guess. What did I was waiting for something glaring to come out and outside of well, the very stiff uh read there. You would have to know the NWSL. Okay. So I don't and I still think I know. Okay, what is it? Is the is San Diego not the sound? Right. Okay. That is correct. That, that must be like a national team <laughs> or a Seattle team or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know who They've got to be the San Diego what? The surf or something like that? I don't know who the sound are, but it's the San Diego wave. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounded like the wrong mascot. Yeah. Well, sound wave, you know. Sound waves? <laughs> oh, yeah, right here. The San Diego wave. Although, to be fair, the most of the people, I'm like, I don't know. If you told me that they were playing or they oh, defeated the San Diego dude, sound, I'd you be like, think oh. Thorns fans are going to let that go? <laughs> you know what? I think I went to a, I know I did. I went to a Thorns San Diego game this year, and I still didn't know who they were. <laughs> We, I was there with a with a buddy of mine, and we were there. I was with my lady, and I think at one point we even were like, "Who are they playing?" And we had to look up and be like, "Oh, San Diego." But it didn't. It just says San Diego on the board. So, all right, well, take that, San Diego Sound. Uh, he also screwed up the. He technically screwed up the name of the league. That was the one where I thought he was going. Did he yeah. butcher the? Well, he kind of did. He did. He. It's the. It's the National Women's Soccer League. Yeah. He just said the women's soccer. Where's the national part, Ted? You think Ted has watched a single game? No. The the, of period. course not. But he's got his little scarf on there, reading his little cue cards. God. I want to sound what the F? I want, the, I want that to happen live so someone can call, call him out. It's, it's not the sound, dumbass. There was a Boston mayor that was oh, yeah. notorious that for That was a great one. And after a while, I kind of thought that he got that he was doing bits because he would butcher like every name, like some of like the biggest names in New England sports. His and, name was Tom Menino. Yeah, and he, he would he would like mess up like legendary yes. Celtics players. Yes. yes, he knew nothing. He just slaughtered everything. And he then, called. I think he called Gronk Gonk. <laughs> he messed up. Yeah, there was one where he's doing like the entire Patriots roster. I think he said Hendo instead of Hondo. <laughs> Wes Weckler. <laughs> yep, he did a Weckler for sure. <laughs> he praised, uh, uh, was it Jason Veritek? I think he called him, or did he mix him up with Vinatieri or something? I don't. I, don't I think know. there might have been a, a yeah, a Vinatieri. Uh, yeah, he called. I think he called Vinatieri Veritek. I think he, there was one of those. Yeah. And someone said at least Wheeler didn't congratulate Merritt Paulson in the press hit. <laughs> that is true. That would have been the best had he dropped a congratulations to Merritt Paulson and all that he's done for women for women's sports. Something like that. Like if you're like his uh, press secretary and you want to do a Ron Burgundy, you just write that into the cue card and see if you can get him to say it. Whoops. The fright over rainbow, uh, rainbow fentanyl Ugh. in your kid's Halloween candy. Is it even a thing? No, it's not. We'll get to that next on The Fan. All right, Halloween is coming up, so we have to warn you about rainbow fentanyl. No, we don't, because it's not a thing. So so on uh, just not. KTU's website, they have a headline that reads, Facts don't support fright of fentanyl in Halloween candy, experts say. Not a single case ever, ever has this happened. Where in someone's Halloween candy was their hardcore narcotics. So that- Halloween sadism has been a thing since 1983. And there is a man here. Uh, sometimes, as your brother likes to say, sometimes there's a man. There's a man. And uh, this man is the director 
He is the director of the Oregon Idaho. <laughs> there's some sort of coalition here. There's a yeah. There's a program, and he spent 34 years in law enforcement. I don't know. His name's Chris Gibson. He's quoted in here saying. The basic finding is that I can't find any evidence that any child has ever been killed or seriously hurt ever by contaminated treats picked up in the course of trick-or-treating. Ever. Ever. Because let me just tell you this. It is a terrible game plan. Terrible. For you to try to murder children and then have it easily traced back to you and your house. And here's the other one. That, that, like Someone tweeted at me today that apparently uh, Oregon police sees 18 pounds of uh, like fentanyl pills. And they're like, see, it could really happen. No. <laughs> There's fentanyl pills that they sell to drug users because here's the thing. Most people that have drugs, they want to sell them and make money or consume them. They don't want to hand them out to children. Again, unless you're a serial killer, which again, terrible idea to have it easily traced back to a single house this is the dumbest thing ever and it just pisses me off that we've used this now as some sort of political whatever stunt and that we literally have people that are concerned that that you know there's a house in your neighborhood that's handing out fentanyl pills as if by the way you're just opening up like a like in your random candy bag you're like hey someone put like four random pills in here i better go ahead and take those yeah but the politicians you know oh yeah they love both it. both sides they yeah they love it they're warning us about it yeah no they they really shouldn't because again it's never happened uh, so the, the razor blade thing was no longer scary enough so they, it could be a razor blade in that candy bar no there isn't uh there could be fentanyl in there no there there's really not so, a Republican Congressman Dan Newhouse from Central Washington warned on his website to be alert for it. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat, he held up the uh, candy sweet tarts and a picture of so-called rainbow fentanyl in September. Uh, I would also like to point out that um, you know he was he was saying he was fighting he was he was pushing for money to fight drug trafficking, so he showed that he's like, see that's what they're using it for is like, yeah hey. Yeah. You should want to give us money to fight drugs because they're giving it to your kids. First off, no kid is eating sweet tarts. Let's get that out of the way right now. Uh, second, so the idea is because a fentanyl pill could look like a sweet tart. Well, you know what? Sugar could also look like blow. Oregano could look like weed. There's a lot of things that could look like a lot of different things. So, hey, fentanyl could end up in your uh, trick-or-treat bag. So could an alligator. So I want a news release saying... Let's all watch out for someone putting a rabid alligator in your child's bag because that's never happened and neither is fentanyl and they're both just as likely to occur. Yeah, so this guy, I, I was looking at the wrong guy, Chris Gibson. It's this guy named Dr. Joel Best. He's a professor of sociology and criminal justice at University of Delaware. He was asked why drug dealers would do this, give out drugs for free as candy. And he said, and this guy apparently has been studying this concept yeah. since 1983. Yeah. And he said, in fact, that's how I got interested in this to begin with, is I could not figure out why anyone would poison Halloween candy. What is the point? And, of course, if you say that to people, they say, well, that's just the kind of thing those people do. Uh, well, that's the kind of classic motive for contemporary legends. Uh, it eliminates the need to have any sort of rational explanation for what you're talking about. Yes. So you're saying, like, basically, if you're doing that, you're saying that the person do is a serial killer. He's just like, uh, so yeah, that's no, what they do. That's what you're bad people. You, that's what you do. So, the, so you could say the, the exact same thing, right? If we're all fear, fearful about this, 
Couldn't I make an argument? And by the way, it's a really argument, an easy argument to make that the bigger threat would be someone just taking their van and plowing through a bunch of trick-or-treaters. Because that has happened. We've seen people run over. That happens. We've seen terrorist attacks where that happens. And yet no one warns about that because it's not sensational enough. This is just the dumbest thing. And by the way, if you can find the drug dealer that's given away free drugs, could you please give him my number? Because I'd like to talk to him. Anytime I've bought drugs, I have to pay for it. I mean, it's just, it's the most absurd thing. And yet we're so dumb. And the news is only there to keep you frightened, except for this news. It's just, it's shocking to me. An employee at a local grocery store is being treated at OHSU. What do you suppose happened to this person? Rainbow fentanyl, I hope. I, I don't know where they work. Like, say a Safeway or a Fred Meyer or something? Yeah. Hand stuck in the meat tenderizer. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? At least it's not something else stuck in the meat tenderizer. Like, you want to talk about sensationalistic stories? I was like, oh, boy. I hear uh, <laughs> stuck in meat tenderizer. Immediately, I'm like, whoa, uh, that could have been bad. Officials say four fingers on the victim's right hand were entrapped in the machine up to the second knuckle. Ew. Ouch. You lost all. We're all four. looking at our hands. Yeah, you lost all four. Yep, they're gone. But at least you got the, uh, you got the stubs. Now, are they counting this as the first knuckle right here? Yeah, it'd be well. The, or your, which one's your the middle? middle? Your middle, middle is at the middle second. knuckle. They're gone. Yes. That's the second. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they count it from the the, the tips. So. Well, there's a knuckle up here, but it's yeah. So you you basically you got half of your you got half of your fingers. You don't really do much with that knuckle. No, not really. Unless you got the little taint tickler going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't think of that's that is horrific. Yeah, that's no good. Uh, that is out of the uh, not good Gus. Now I'm assuming department. The, I'm assuming you have to shut down the meat tenderizer for a while and disinfect it, and, or do you just go? The show must go on. <laughs> just is there someone there that's like, hey, hey, I, I got a finger in my meat. <laughs> I want that flake stank and I want it now. Move on, push through. All right, I think I just heard a break, so I'm just gonna. Against my better judgment, I'm going to end it right here. <laughs> a lot of good uh, one-finger jokes coming in, though. <laughs> Can we read any of them on the air? Yeah, probably not. It was a good Ronnie Lott. <laughs> Ronnie Lott would have just cut him off and finished his shift. That's right. Ronnie wouldn't have let that stop him. He just would have kept tenderizing. Good point. There's your In the News, October 28, 2022. Hot 5 at 5. Next, set your college football DVR and Joey Harrington all next hour on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 